We all have questions in which we desire to grow and develop. Are you looking to grow in a certain area of your life? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we drop a new episode every first and third Friday of the month. In today's conversation, we discuss several reasons on why a person encounters hardships and how we can manage our suffering well. Let's dive in. Today's topic is... Failing in life. On suffering. (laughs) Is it on already? I just started recording right now. Oh, I was like, oh, because I haven't... I want to go on record, which has nothing to do with grief, to say that actually giraffes can live in the forest. Um, what? <laughs> from from last week, because I was really upset that I thought my mug was incorrect and it had my giraffe in the forest, and I was like, they live on the savanna. So I decided to Google it, and they actually live in open forests or anywhere where they can um, have access to vegetation. Yeah. So. Can you, I mean, but like, I was thinking like the jungle, maybe. <laughs> Were you thinking like maybe the Amazon? Yeah, like the rainforest. Because yeah. that's how the mug looked, and I was like, "This is not where my giraffe lives." No, they need plants. They to have to on. be. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we cleared that. Yeah, up. I was just really upset because I was like, "What is this drawing that they have my giraffe in? Like, this is not where he lives." Yeah. And so I just oh, felt man. like it was too rainforesty. It's a vegetarian. So. Yeah. I mean, most animals. Yeah, I just feel like I see them in the savanna. I wanted my giraffe to be in Africa, not South America. Like I felt like it was being drawn. Probably both. Giraffes in South America? Both. Mm-hmm. Oh, South. Yeah, I was going to say. Not South Africa, South America. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tracking which That's continent you're speaking of. Giraffes in South America? Yeah. I mean, is it crazy to think there's gorillas? In That's South? like asking have to know. Indians in Antarctica. I'm pretty sure there's Indians in Antarctica. <laughs> I feel like if there's a giraffe in South America, it's in the zoo. P.S. I can say that I'm Indian. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so. All right, let's get to this. Yes, let's get to it. So today's topic, we are going to be talking about suffering, but more so specifically having a healthy theology, a healthy perspective, and a healthy mindset of suffering. Um, Boo. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I will say this on the front end. There is some personal selfish gain for me uh so i think this is also not just relevant for other individuals but this is something that i'm kind of looking forward to go back through because i feel like it's something that i need to hear as man well. my contacts are in wrong i don't even want to suffer through that <laughs> <laughs> i just want jesus to fix it right now add extra lubrication into my eyes and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about how we want jesus to just Fix it right now. So, as we move through the scriptures, there are several examples of those who have suffered and that it involves the whole person. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, suffering, of course, naturally, we think of it in a spiritual concept, which it does. But we also don't think about how suffering impacts us mentally, it impacts us emotionally, and it absolutely impacts us physically. Mm -hmm. So, suffering is, it's, it's important to know that because sometimes we can create an unrealistic false expectation of what that is. So realizing that suffering is, is impacting the entire person, your entire being, mm-hmm. shapes how you go about things. So things such as this is why people overeat or they don't eat at all. Mm-hmm. They oversleep or they don't sleep at all. Just small things like that. Be aware that suffering is an experience that shakes people to their core and that a simple, quick fix will not work. So here's something I want to ask you guys just as we dive into it. Why do we feel the need? As people, and I'd probably say even more so as Christians, as people of faith, 
Why do we feel the need that we have to give somebody a quick fix when they're suffering? <laughs> I don't think people are comfortable with the idea of suffering anyway. And so this is not everyone, but if I don't know how to come to terms with my own concept of suffering and grief, then I don't also want to experience it alongside you because that might trigger something in me. So let me just go ahead and fix it in you so that I don't have to go into the deep with you and experience what could be emotional for me as well. That doesn't mean everyone feels that way, but I know just in the past when people are trying to give me a quick solution, it's because like I want you to feel better and I don't want to feel this feeling with you because I don't know what might come up for me. So let me just here, do this, pray. It'll be fine. God is with you. God is for you. And it's like, I just need you to hush, mm. sit with me. Is that fixing it or is that being ho- hopeful on their behalf? So here's the thing. I mm. don't believe in fixing other people's suffering. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to go through it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my thing. Like, I don't, I want them to like walk through it because I know it'll be good for them mm-hmm. in the long run. And I know all of this, yet I personally just prefer not to have to deal with my own suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I think that comes out. Like, I think that realization comes out. Yeah. So it's like, if Mark is talking about losing someone, and I don't also, like, I don't want to have to think about the reality of me losing that same kind of person. So I'm just going to, like, rush through this conversation by coming to a solution for you. Mm. Mm. Because if I start to actually talk with you about what you feel, then that might rev up in me things that I've tried to suppress feeling too. So therefore, I'm just not going to say anything about it. I was going to say, I feel like I'm on the opposite spectrum because mm-hmm. I feel inadequate mm-hmm. in walking you through that. Um, mm-hmm. And because of my own, I mean, we can talk about it. Mark's, you know, grandmother, you know, she's in the final stages of just, you know, meeting with Jesus. So for me, I was never close with neither of my grandmothers Mm. and so I don't know what it feels like to lose on that Mm. end um so I feel inadequate so that's one of the things I have to even like even this morning when we prayed together I had to be like okay how would you pray for this like if it was someone super close to you someone just meant the world to you um so oftentimes I'm not trying to rush them through the process. I'm, I just feel inadequate because I may not share the exact same sentiments and relationship, mm-hmm. even in my own personal life, that that person does. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I try to put it on the context of someone like, so if it were my mom, man, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and what really helped me with that <laughs> was um, I used to like, make fun of people. I'm so sorry. I used to make fun of people when people asked me to pray for their pets. Mm. Right? <laughs> so my response would always be, I'll be praying that Lord will see you through this hardship. Mm-hmm. And I just always thought like, really, we're paying for a pet? Like mm-hmm. there's so many other things in life. Until this past July, we lost, uh, my brother actually lost his you know, family dog. Mm-hmm. And Charlie was a part of all of my college life and just he was you know my nephew before Naya came along so mm-hmm. he was the one I cuddled and everything so when I got that FaceTime call saying like hey we're gonna put Charlie down mm-hmm. um, he's just really not doing well 
I had emotions well up in me that were so unexpected,、mm-hmm. and I was like, I used to make fun of people like me.、Mm-hmm. What is going on? <laughs> and then Mark here was just all like, Yeah, imagine how my parents felt when they put Cisco down, and I was like, Oh, really? We're trying to correlate now. <laughs> Because I did, I was just all like, I can't believe your parents are going through all of this for Cisco. Like, what the heck?、Mm-hmm. He's just a dog until it came close to home. Yeah. So for me, even though I don't、um, connect with them on the grandma level, I connect with them on a parent level. Like,、mm-hmm. man, what would it feel like if that was my mom that we were praying for this mm-hmm. morning? Mm-hmm. So I love how both of you guys. Not just obviously shared your perspectives, but your guys' perspectives are different, and there are also perspectives that everyone else probably struggles with.、Mm-hmm. So, in your case, Jess, you were saying how sometimes it's the reason why we like to do the quick fixes because we're uncomfortable and sitting、mm-hmm. with someone in their pain.、Mm-hmm. And for you, Juby, you're saying it's it's hard for you to relate with someone when you haven't experienced that thing as well. Right. Yeah. So it's it's this reminder. There's probably more things to it than that,、mm-hmm. but this is just two great examples of having awareness, so that not only when we encounter suffering, how do we go through it, but when others encounter suffering, how do we help other people go through it? Because、right. it's going to be different. So those are some things we're going to talk about.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, like that has to do with the fact that I keep emotions at a at a distance. At a yeah,、mm-hmm. at an arm's length. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like the suffering piece of it, I'm just like, if I keep emotions checked out of this, then it's easier for me to deal with it.、Mm-hmm. So, so me, that's why I have a hard time sometimes connecting. Is because I know for a fact I'm not tapping into my emotional side of it. So let me ask you guys this: with both of you saying that,、mm-hmm. what would you guys say is a biblical understanding of suffering? Just off the top of your head. Um. That scripture, like that, though you slay me, yet will I trust him. In life, we have many troubles, but take heart, I've overcome the world, or something like that. Like,、um, like yeah. I <laughs> so I think I'm a straight joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh God,、um, but I think that also impacts my suffering poorly because then I put. Things that I am allowed to suffer about on a、um, in stages. So, like you know, in this life, we'll have many trials. So that lets me know that everybody's going to have trials. So, like if you're mad about this, that doesn't compare to someone else's suffering. So you need to get over that.、Mm. And so, like I have levels to what I think I'm allowed to be grievous about, or or to grieve about, or to suffer through, like. And how I'm allowed to connect to my emotions based upon what that thing is. So if I Um, if I lose a pet, I don't put that as important. But let's say, like, I lose a loved one, then I feel like, oh, I'm allowed to to grieve that well. And so, because I know that I'm not the only person in the world grieving something, and so I just don't feel like I'm allowed to go in on the on what seems like meaningless because I'm like, well, my neighbor might be going through worse than that.、Mm. And so I I tend to not allow myself to grieve because I think about like. Other people are probably grieving for something bigger than this. Why are you mad about this?、Mm-hmm. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> What would you say is your biblical understanding of suffering? <clears throat> I think what Job did. Which is man, like he lost everything. Like、mm. 
I think he just had a better and eternal perspective that I lose often. He realized everything he lost is replaceable, well, except his kids. But, you know, him and his wife can work on that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he just realized, like, there is something way more beyond, like, what I'm seeing, more than my cattle, more than my houses, more than the material things. Mm -hmm. And I think he understood it. And, And it's not that it didn't hurt him. Obviously, his action shows that it hurt him. But he didn't let the hurt define his action and his devotion. Mm. So every time I think of suffering well, that's one person I really think of as Job. Because like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I have put myself in that position multiple times where I'm like, dude, I'm like, kick buckets, bye. You know? Um, and I think we all do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as strong as we want to be in every situation, I think there's a part of us that considers the kick buckets. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to go through this if there is an alternative? But then it's like, is the alternative really that much better? Mm-hmm. Or have you just convinced yourself it's better because in the middle of the storm, the place it's not raining right now looks good? Not realizing like, hey, it could be dry over there too. Yeah. The, the thing about suffering... I think that we've also forget to realize that it has a beginning and it has an end. Mm. So think about this. Even with the fall of man, right, going back to Adam and Eve, immediately God already had a plan. Genesis 3.15. He goes on to say, through her womb, he will strike your head. Mm. He's already talking about Jesus. Like he already had this plan through the concept of suffering after the fall of man and end. Remember that there is a time coming where God's original intention will be fulfilled. Something we were talking about, you know, we're going through the curriculum called Rooted, but the first week talks about the creation. And I don't think something we, we realize is though we experience suffering now because of the fall, we forget that that was not the original plan of God. Mm-hmm. So when you think through the lens of creation and how uh, not just creation of the animals in the world and the sky and space and stars and all this stuff, and then when he creates man— and woman, he does it when things are perfect. So when you think about it like this, people are created during the creation, meaning that we were made in paradise. So we were made from a posture of peace. So when suffering comes, uh, it shakes us. But the beauty is, because of the God we serve, suffering is never wasted in the divine agenda. Suffering provides an amazing opportunity to become bitter. And it sounds corny, but it's true. It becomes an opportunity to become bitter or better to learn and remember to rest in God's faithfulness. So my question is, why in some cases, why, why, does, it, why does suffering become bitter for some people? And why do others, why do they become better? What's the difference? Like what are common denominators you guys have noticed, whether it's in your own life or in others, where you see people go through something and one comes out bitter and one comes out better. They're both going through stuff mm. i would like an answer on that myself <laughs> that's a question i've had, um honestly i've had to ask myself like um even this past sunday in the sermon you know pastor mike talked about a person who went through some of the hardest times where you know everyone left him their husband left him you know but they leaned into god so one of the questions I had to ask myself, what has happened in their life that they knew the leaning in would be better than the running away? 
Mm. <clears throat> so, and that's an answer that I'm still looking for because there are times, more often than not, I choose the run because it's easier. It keeps me safe now, not in long term, not in my emotional health, but I have somehow convinced myself it keeps me safe now if I run. Mm. Um, so I don't have an answer and I wish I did. Like th that's something I want to learn from people like what makes you lean in versus run. Mm -hmm. What about you? For, in your experience, why do you think, what do you think are the common denominators between people becoming better or better? Mm. I think, well, my opinion is history. So if every time something bad happens, I never see a silver lining, then it's like, why do these things keep happening to me? And then there's never a solution. And so if I'm taught that I can lean into God, but I always feel like he's never there and bad things continue to happen to me or I continue to suffer, I feel bitter about that. And I resent him because he could easily just stop this. Um, and I think that comes from having a false view of who God is. So I think some people become bitter for people, for believers. I, mm. I don't want to speak to people who don't believe, but for believers, I think sometimes that bitterness comes from having a skewed view of who God is mm. and how God is there in your suffering and what he's teaching you in your suffering. And I think for people who have a healthier view of who God is in light of their suffering can lean in because they recognize, like we said before, suffering is not long term. Even if you have back to back suffering like Job, Job still knew because he had a healthy view of God that this is temporal in light of my eternity or in light of my future. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what happens for me when I'm bitter. It's because at that time I'm not, I'm probably not in a healthy place in my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give some rapid fire reasons as to why suffering takes place. So just roll with it. And if there's something that hits, please feel free to start crying. You can cry as much as you want, bro. <laughs> I'm cried out for the week. <laughs> um, but feel free to chime in on anything as I'm kind of going through this that's striking. It may strike a chord because something you said for just now is you said your words were sometimes I become bitter because I have a false expectation of what I expect God to do. So hang on to that thought because we're, we're going to come back around to that. So I'm going to start rapid firing. Here's... A plethora of different reasons why we suffer. Suffering is, in, is inscrutable, and in the moment, we don't see why God does what he does and why he allows things to happen the way it happens. Suffering enters the life of both the good and the bad. Suffering is, some, is sometimes a ministry in a person's life to accomplish his or her objective. It's, just, it's the thorn in the flesh. Suffering can be a discipline for sin. So sometimes the things that we go through, it's not everything. And it's, and I want to spend a little time here. Sometimes the stuff that we're going through is because of the actions of ourselves that we have implemented. And so there is a consequence to it. I tell people often, God forgives all sin, but it doesn't mean there isn't a removal of a consequence. My pops used to say, I said, son, you can choose a sin. You don't get to choose a consequence. Sometimes there is no consequence. Sometimes there is. Mm -hmm. But sin is not synonymous to, to consequence. There is a consequence with the action. So sometimes our suffering is self-inflicted in the sense of our actions. It's things that we have done. Another point is suffering may be the result of spiritual warfare or satanic attack. Suffering may be a tool to break one's love of the world. God is looking to exercise us to get an idea of what we're fully going to experience, and that's his complete total presence. 
I think about it, the, the fullness of God's presence is experienced outside this world. So we don't, so we're not supposed to tie ourselves to our idols of this place. Another reason why we suffer, suffering may be for the glory of God. It actually has nothing to do with sin, but simply for God to bring himself glory. What's the story in the book of John where the disciples are walking around, this guy is blind, and said, what did he do, Lord? What did his parents do? What was Jesus' response? Nothing. This was done so that God can get all the glory, and he heals them. Suffering may be the consequence of hurt in a family origin. Explain. So not generational, I don't believe in generational curses. That's a whole other right. topic for another thing. I do believe in generational patterns. Right. I do believe in general generational behaviors. So some of the things maybe that you're struggling with, some of the things that you're suffering through is because of the consequences of what's taking place in your family. Yeah. Whether it's through your parents, whether it's through grandparents, maybe it's through your siblings. So the brokenness. Yeah, the yeah. brokenness of someone else's actions. Um, suffering could be a part of filling up that which is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. We forget Christ suffered. You said a little bit too at the, at the beginning of the book of John, like, fear not for I've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. But we also forget that Christ suffered. Suffering can increase one's ability to connect with others who are suffering. Um, I want to read this text real quick. It's 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. But it basically says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we are abundantly in comfort too. Like how many times have you guys been, as you guys have had an opportunity to sit down with people, and the only reason why you actually had words is because you have gone through the same thing. Like, your suffering is not in vain. God never wastes any type of suffering. There's power relatability of one's struggle. Suffering may be connected to evil that others commit against us. So kind of only, almost going back to the family origin, it's nothing you've done. But unfortunately, the baggage and the weight of stuff that you're dealing with is because of someone else's, uh, someone else's actions. Suffering may be caused by abandonment. And here's going back to what you said, Fripp. We have expectations of God that were never even biblical. And that we have a plan of our own. And because God doesn't bless it, we get upset with God. And the crazy thing is, God takes it. Like, he doesn't even get mad at us for it. He freely just takes on the blame onto himself. Like, what a big God. So I know I gave a lot of rapid-fire ones, but just out of, what are just some things that are kind of sticking out to you, all the different reasons on why we suffer. Oh, I'm going to say this last thing, too. Suffering happens not just because we're disobedient. It also happens because you're obedient. Those are the ones that get on my nerves. Mm -hmm. Like you saying that and then thinking earlier, because I, I have been irritated by the one that you said earlier, like it happens to the good and the bad. And so everything you said after that, I was like, I'm hearing you, but that's the one that gets that's the one that gets to me because when I was acting out, I deserved everything that came to me. Mm -hmm. But now and that's my pride because now I feel like, oh, <laughs> I'm actually trying to live well and I still have trials and mm -hmm. suffering. And I get mad about that because then I see somebody who really do does not care, a particular person who just does not care, and will be like, "Oh, I was praying, and then I lined up my crystals, and I was praying. like, how, like, <laughs> you know, and nothing happens to this person. <laughs> I get so mad that you know of that I know, that I know of because um, they they don't have to tell me if there's something bad was going on for them. But I guess mm -hmm. I just I feel like they are they get some of the things that I have asked for. I'm not asking for what 
they've got. I don't want those specific things. Like I'm not asking for like their house or you know their partner, but I'm I'm praying for a partner and mm-hmm. I'm praying for a house. And so I don't understand how you can do things that are just not biblical. And then it's like, and also here are my blessings. And so I get mad because I'm like, meanwhile, my neighbor finds new ways to annoy me <laughs> and I'm ready to get a new home and I'm trying to be patient and do what I hear God telling me to do and to slow down where I hear him to tell me to slow down and to just follow follow what I believe is him talking to me. Yeah. And I'm still not getting the I'm not getting the the thing. Yeah. It's it's almost like it's getting worse before it's getting better. Um so so that good and the bad really it really annoys me or or because you're obedient like at, why? Mm-hmm. Is it in Matthew that it talks about it rains on the just and, and the unjust? Mm-hmm. I was talking about that last week. So you didn't even go into your point with Job. Like so, for me, when I think of that scripture, that point does annoy me. But when I think of the scripture, I'm just like, okay, rain's going to come. Yeah. On the just and the unjust, and let's say it's. You are a garden and so are your neighbor. Like, I'm sorry, I just got like this visual, like when you were talking, mm-hmm. of like two gardens next to each other. If I'm so worried about the fact that I'm getting this rain and not like doing things to keep that garden like um, going from going crazy, mm-hmm. like the weeds and all they can go out of. Um, control right Mm -hmm. so what was once a beautiful garden now it's just like ran over it's like i can't believe it's raining it's raining it's raining and neighbor's garden also gets rain but they're just like i'm just here mowing my lawn like Mm -hmm. um keeping up with my little patchoulis or Mm -hmm. whatever you know (laughs) or other plant of choice (laughs) um so I do think about that. It's just like, okay, if it rains on the just and the unjust, like we're getting equal amount of rain. Mm. Yeah. If I'm taking that scripture for value, so I get to still kind of be in charge of how wild my garden grows then. Yeah. And I haven't, with this particular person or situation, I haven't stopped listening to what God is telling me. I'm yeah. just getting mad because I'm like, I, I'm trying to do this the way that you're asking me to do it. And I just, I don't understand why I feel like you're taking me on a roller coaster to do it. And it seemingly feels like they are on a straight line. And mm. so it's just like, like I'm on my roller coaster, but I'm looking down and you're just like, hey, <laughs> it looks like a fun ride, you know. Phyllis, she's single Girl, and cute. I don't, I don't even, right now I'm talking about my house. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm talking about home ownership. Also, if you have a ranch style home. <laughs> like, girl, you know, I, I ain't told you, like, I done suffered enough with men, so I feel like the Lord was like, you know, this, I, I, that's another story for another time. <laughs> but um, that's, a, that's a dead, but something you, dead deal. Something you brought up, though, Fripp, in, in your story is oftentimes, that's what makes us suffering hard is because... Yeah what God is calling us out, how he's guiding us through our step of our own suffering, we're not always going to understand the end game. That's the part that's frustrating. Yeah. Sometimes he does give it. Yeah. Sometimes he gives us the entire blueprint from A to Z. Other times he's just going to give you B. <laughs> and that's the frustrating part because, mm-hmm. like you said, we start going through, well, why didn't he have to go through that? Or why didn't she have to? So we assume. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they didn't have to, but it kind of goes back to like it's, well, this is your suffering. Mm-hmm. 
It's not theirs. But their garden is so distracting. <laughs> you know, even, it's like, I don't, again, I don't want their garden. I'm just mad at the process that their garden went through mm. in comparison to my process. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why my garden raining? Like, your, your garden need water? Like, put the rain over there, you know? Like, um, so that part just, it's annoying mm -hmm. for me. And trying to deal with it with a good attitude, which is why I try not to talk about it. Mm. Because if I talk about it, the first things I want to do is like say negative things. And so because I don't want to be negative because I know it's a process and I know God is going to give me what I'm asking for eventually. I, do, I don't feel like a house is intangible. So I feel like it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about the process, I've noticed that I feel I am more interested in talking about the suffering and the annoying parts of the process mm. and not being able to lean in to what the suffering is supposed to teach me. That's good. I purposely waited to share this point because I want to hear you guys' thoughts too on this. We also forget that God suffers. Not in the sense of he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> not in the sense that he's, oh my, oh my me, how do I handle this? <laughs> in the sense of we forget we're created in his image. That's what Genesis says. Let us create man in our image, right? So because we're created in his image, we are his sons and daughters. In other words, I know I do. I forget often that every pain that I feel, God feels it. And he probably feels it more because there's billions of people on the planet. Yeah. Like he feels our pain. Like our he's grief God. is his grief. He was made for this. <laughs> he's, he he's God a in a life point t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one part like it kind of makes me a little like uh, when you read off that mm -hmm. and the generational patterns I was like. So what about the generational patterns hit you? Because I didn't do it. They did. <laughs> Which ultimately, so more of it than not, ultimately that's a reason why, when you think about it, that's probably the majority of the reason why a lot of our sufferings is taking place. Yeah. I won't say majority, but a lot. The way I react, the way I love, the way I suffer, all of that was passed down to me. And I just want to hug those people tightly. Very, very tightly. <laughs> Where they stop breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, that's just a point of contention for me, personally. Mm -hmm. I know I can break the chains. I know I can start a new link to a brand new chain. I am very well aware of that. But I will say the residue of that still lingers around sometimes. And I hate it because mm. you don't really see it. Like It's like when you take a Lysol wipe and when you're wiping everything down, you pray that it's gotten everything, but like you may have missed something. And I just compared the blood of Jesus to a Lysol wipe. So that's really <laughs> but, um, it does disinfect. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> talks about it. They talk about the healing power. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed part one of our conversation on how to deal with suffering. If there's anyone that comes to mind that you think will enjoy this, be sure to share it with them. If you want to be notified when part two of this talk drops, be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you're enjoying this, leave us a review. We love to hear how this is making a difference in your life. We're looking forward to having you join us on the next one.